0: Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holiday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Well, hey, 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 ring the bells for a New Year's 2011 and uh, let's ring in the new year together. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holiday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And it's so good to be with you on another show starting a new year. This week's show is exciting. We're going to get the year started off right. We're going to touch base a little bit on the past of 2010, touch a little base on the lame duck session of Congress. Thank goodness that's over with. And then uh, we're going to cast a vision for 2011. We want to do that for the remaining weeks in January. The month of January, every week, we're going to be casting a vision of the Tea Party movement, where we're going, what we need to do, what we need, and what we need to see. So well, you'll want to listen to every show this month and, uh, and, and tell your friends about Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We're also going to be speaking today with something that's exciting to me. we got a candidate that's running for... a uh, An office that opened up because the person that was previously in that office is now a Congressman-elect Allen Nunley. We had him on last week. If you didn't get to hear last week's show, go back and listen to Congressman-elect Allen Nunley from the 1st District of Mississippi, and he told us about what uh, interesting plans the the new Congress are looking at doing in 2011. So uh, go back and listen to that show, but we have a candidate that's involved and the Tea Party is one of the things that helped get her excited to run. And what I want to do is let people know across the nation that it's important on this Tea Party movement to grow. Some of you out there are thinking about running for office. Listen to this candidate. Listen to why grandmother, instead of thinking about retirement, has decided for the first time to jump into politics. And that's what some of you out there need to be doing and thinking about for now, for 2012 you got to be thinking now and helping those who who know would be a good candidate. Encourage them to get out and run. The Tea Party movement is just beginning. We got a we got time to start selecting candidates and helping out. We've learned a lot from the past. We're going to go forward in the future. So, uh, you want to listen to the interview coming up in just a few minutes with someone who decided to jump into politics. So now, uh, after that, we're going to have our a, a Rock of Liberty speech. Got a lot to cover in today's show, so we're going to jump right in there. I'm going to cast a little vision of 2011 by going back and looking at 2010, a year ago. In January 2010, uh, I had been a Tea Party speaker, and I put together a book called Walk With Me, a Patriot's Guide from Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. And you can get that book at www.teaparty.ms. Or if you got an Amazon account, and you want to look it up. Go to Doctor Holiday and walk with me, and it'll come up in, on an Amazon list. But I'm telling you, that was an exciting thing. Second book I ever put together, and I'm glad I put it together. And it, it helped open up new doors. Uh, one of the things that happened uh, last year, I I got to sit down in a small group meeting with Glenn Beck. Uh, I was there at the Restoring Honor Rally on 828 uh, by the privilege of being asked by Dr. Alveda King to stand beside her with some of her other friends as she spoke on the 47th anniversary of her uncle's I Have a Dream speech. And, and that was an amazing event. Never in my wildest dreams that I think I would be in front of uh, 500,000 people plus uh, at, at the Lincoln Memorial standing on stage and being a part of a great event. So those, that's one of the things that opened up, working with some of the candidates in the primaries and in the general election. It was an exciting time to see the Tea Party p- uh, movement and people getting involved and saying, we have got to make a difference. And on November 2nd, what a historic election. So many things happened in 2010, but let's not forget the lame duck session of Congress. The liberals, the far left, will never stop. They will never stop trying to obtain leverage to move their agenda forward after a sound whacking, what uh, President Obama called a shellacking. They moved forward in a lame duck session of Congress and got all these things they wanted. They gave up uh, extending tax cuts uh, for those who, who make over $250,000 for small businesses. They think they gave up a lot on that, but they got everything else they wanted. We saw the Republicans after that. They capitulated. They didn't hold strong. Uh, uh, Vice President Biden knows how the Senate works. He picked them off. Look at the START treaty. I told you before on the show, I I didn't like aspects of the uh, START treaty. To this day, does anybody know what can we do with missile defense? Can we extend it in Europe? Can when I mean, uh, Chavez, uh, Vince, Venezuela down there is has uh, got an agreement for Iran to start bringing in Scud missiles, can we build a defense system to protect our allies in South America with this treaty? Well, I know one thing. We were told that if we didn't pass the START treaty, then how could we expect Russia to help us with Iran, North Korea, Venezuela? Okay, it's passed. It's a done deal now. So I expect to see Russia helping us. If we don't see Russia helping us now, we'll know who got whose goat. And I pray, I pray this does not hurt the United States of America. But I'm telling you, we'll see what kind of negotiator we had in in 2011. We'll see how good our Russian comrades are helping us out with Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, and other places, hot spots in the world. We were told if we get this START treaty passed, we would have good friends in Russia. <laughs> oh, I hope they're right. I really do. But something about Comrade Putin makes me think he's smiling. He's smiling more than anybody else. Merry Christmas, Comrade Putin. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and talk about the other lame duck session. Uh, well, the, what happened in the lame duck session? of Congress saw uh, Republicans capitulate to the uh, to pink boots of political correctness. The United States military, we had commanders coming in from the that, uh, command soldiers on the field saying, please do not uh, repeal uh, uh, don't ask, don't tell policy in the middle of two wars. And we had people saying, look, the, the Pentagon study has flawed parts of it, and it was pushed. The pink boots literally have got their... Uh, pink boots on the neck of the United States military. They're waving the rainbow flag. They won. They won. They won. And why did they win? Did they care about the the defense of the United States of America? Did they care about our military being the best in the world, or was it just a political ploy to to step up their agenda of what they want? Well, we find out that Vice President Biden right after. The don't ask, don't tell repeal by the Senate. The next thing you know, he's saying, well, it's inevitable we'll have gay marriage. We heard President Obama say, well, I'm evolving my thoughts on gay marriage. They're evolving. Huh. Huh. So what was the whole win about? Was it about the protection of the citizens of the United States of America? Or was it about the pink boots of political correctness driving their agenda? You make that call. I know what it was. Uh, why, why didn't things like this come out? There's some things we know about the homosexual community. And I'm not here to be called a bigot. I'm not here to do gay bashing. Uh, I'm, I'm saying I don't care how you felt about don't ask, don't tell. Either way, it should not have been forced through, rushed through a lame duck session of Congress where people, that very congressman who introduced that bill was defeated by his constituents, thrown out of office, and then he comes back in lame duck sessions, introduces the bill in the House, and it got approved in a House a vote that would never approve it with the newly elected uh, new members that would be coming in January, and they knew that. So what's the will of the American people? The Tea Party movement is, is saying all the things of We the People. The We the People got beat on that. And the Senate capitulated. They could have stopped it. The Republicans held together. They couldn't hold together. But some of these facts that I'm not saying. Anything, I'm just telling you facts. Listen to this, from released by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. It finds that as a direct result of this demonstrably high risk and biologically incongruous act of male male anal sodomy. One in five gay and bisexual men in American cities have been infected with AIDS. One in five. Now, here's another fact. According to the Food and Drug Administration, gay men have an HIV prevalence 60 times higher than the general population. 800 times higher than first-time blood donors. And get this, 8,000 times higher than repeat blood donors. What effect will this have on the military are we going to have an increase in HIV? Have we thought about that? What about the blood supply the military uses? Has anybody asked any questions about that? And then listen to this. In 2007, the Centers for Disease Control study, uh, it rocked the homosexual activist community because they say this is their statistics. It's not mine. Don't get on me. I'm just telling you facts that should have been presented in Congress, and, and nobody would present this. But it says... That although gay men comprise only one to two percent of the population, they account for an epidemic sixty-four percent of all syphilis cases. What does it mean to be openly proud and gay in the United States military? Does that mean we're going to have more problems of syphilis? It's going to be more problem if STDs, more problem of HIV. What does that uh, HIV prevalence mean? What does it mean? Listen, you listen, you, you got. Uh, soldiers held in confined places. Look at the submarines. Have you talked to someone in the Navy lately about how close they have to uh, work and live together in a submarine for months at a time? What happens to human relationships in a closed environment? Well, you go to the prison population. What happens in the prison? This Is homosexuality like the general population, 1% to 2%? No, it increases dramatically. Uh, So all these people said, well, you're born that way. I'm not here to say what happened. I'm telling you what happens in the prison population, it increases drastically. Has anybody studied what will happen in the military? Is this going to put undue pressure on our uh, cohesion of the units and the front lines of battle? I I talked with a Marine just uh, recently, and and he's been in there for decades in the Marine Corps. And he was saying, Ed, I'm telling you. This policy, if they repeal, don't ask, don't tell. Blood's going to be shed. People are going to die. Soldiers are going to die because that policy is repealed. And um, that blood will be on the hands of those senators in the United States Senate who passed this thing without even thinking about the soldiers on the front lines. I, I, we got to move on. can't say any more about that, but I'm just telling you, As we cast the vision for the future of the Tea Party movement, we have to look when the will of the people is denied by the lame duck session of Congress. It's time that we know we have to get more active, more involved, more people involved because the far left will not, will not uh stop pushing their agenda and we think we got all this good thing coming in in 2011 with a new congress and new speaker of house i am glad and i'm proud of that we worked hard to get them elected but what's happening now just look what happened under the cover of christmas and recess what happened at fcc they took over the internet i'm talking to you over the internet they want control over what I say. They want control over what anybody says on the Internet. They want to be able to shut you down. They want to be able to eventually tax you, make sure what's going on on the Internet. And I'm telling you, one of the bastions of freedom, what the Internet has been, now the FCC, not by an act of Congress, but by an act of selfish ambition and, and unbridled power grab, the FCC has voted 3-2 to two. To, to take over the internet. They have the power to control the internet. There's a way to stop that, and the Republicans and the conservatives and the Democrats are going to have to stop that. And I hope they get to it in January. But what else is happening? Look, what's happening in um, the EPA. Uh, they're saying they're releasing the thing, the EPA is they're going to start instigating what they call the tailoring rule. And uh, the EPA uh, greenhouse tailoring rule is uh, it, it, they want to treat emissions from renewable biomass. You think about wood chips, plants, biomass. They want to take that and, and make it under the same uh, the emissions test to be the same as fossil fuels. But you know what that's going to do? It's going to kill uh, all the uh, investments in the biomass study. And it's crazy because the United States Department of Agriculture and Energy uh, they spent more than $100 million in the stimulus bill to help promote these things. And now uh, there is a study showing that if, if this EPA ruling goes into effect, it will result in a loss of over 134 renewable energy uh, projects, 26,000 jobs will be gone, $18 billion in capital investment will be wasted. EPA, a job killer. Not only a job killer for no reason at all, and again, they're bound. They say they're not bound by Congress. They're. It's a rogue uh, department. That's. I. I don't know what we're gonna do. We may have to repeal the EPA and come up with something new and different. Because I'm telling you, as much as we're trying to get this economy going, our own government is trying to shut it down. Okay, we got to keep going here. Uh, we we. As we cast the vision from 2011, what I want to say is, you've got to stay involved. Thank you for what you've done. Together, we are making a difference with the Tea Party movement. But you have got to get others involved. You can't slow down. You just like uh, I told you, there's some of you need to be thinking about running for office in 2012. Uh, Help those who you know will be a good candidate. Encourage them to run. We need conservatives constitutionally driven people the tea party movement we need good candidates in 2012 and we're going to talk with what's going on because i told you it happens on a a school board level city council level uh state senate state representatives and we have somebody running for a state representative coming right up and i told you about her earlier in the show and her name is nancy collins uh she is a grandmother she has been a community activist and involved in the community a nurse a speech therapist and and now she's she's going to jump into politics for the first time ever and so she's running for office but I want her on the show because I want her to encourage you her enthusiasm to run for office run for public office knowing that that's a new, uh, uh, a new endeavor for her. Some of you need to do the same thing. So, we're going to get Nancy Collins on the line here, and we're glad that you're listening to the Doc Holiday's Tea Party. Once again, I remind those who are just uh, clicking on, uh, I'm your host, Ed Holiday, and you're listening to us on WebTalkRadio.net. That's WebTalkRadio.net, and let's get Nancy on the line here and let's see what she has to say. Welcome to Doc Holiday's Tea Party.
1: Thank you so much, Ed. I appreciate you asking me to be a part of it.
0: Well, I know uh, you're a grandmother and you've worked hard over these years and, you know, you've worked hard to make your community a better place to live. Why in the world would you want to begin a (laughs) career in politics when most people in your position would just want to retire?
1: I I, I have been asked that a time or two. I want to say I believe, first of all, that public service is an honorable calling. Um, And I believe it's just as honorable as service to our country and the armed forces. And my citizenship has not cost me one thing up until now. But I do believe that each one of us are called to sacrifice in different ways for our country and our families. I'm running because um, I believe I bring a maturity and readiness to serve at 63. I've been given a lot, and I want to give back.
0: Well, I'm glad you're not, not afraid to say how old you are. I, was, <laughs> I, want, I, I decided I better not tell everybody how old That's you are. That's okay. I don't <laughs> mind. I've
1: got white hair. That's experience. I'm 63, yeah. and I believe I've earned it. But the other thing is, um, Ed, I'm running because our values as Mississippians and Americans can't take any more hits. And I don't want our children shackled with debt. And you and I just cannot live unto ourselves. We, the people that are the government, should also be we, the people who serve publicly. And, I, and that's what I want to do.
0: Now, how has the Tea Party movement influenced your decision run for office? Has that been a part of your uh, uh, decision?
1: The, let me say this. The Tea Party uh, movement, I believe, has encouraged and influenced many people. I believe it's encouraged us to no longer be content to sit on the sidelines and be silent, and that we can't allow the status quo to continue. Um, so I'm very appreciative because of the Tea Party movement and because it continues to remind us to be patriotic and that we cannot take what other people have given their lives for for granted.
0: Now, Nancy, you've been actively involved in the community for years, and I know as a nurse and. As Uh, speech uh, therapist and Sunday school teacher but you've also had the experience of bringing people from both the private business and the political field to uh, create a major project that functions you know in your community today and uh, can you tell us a little bit about that project and then how how that can give uh, tea party people across America hope that maybe we can bring private and government things together and so that the taxpayer uh, won't have such a burden.
1: Um, you might have to cut me off about this. Sanctuary Hospice House is very close to my heart. Sanctuary Hospice House is an example of what communities working together can do for others at the end of their life. We, um, a group of us, and it's and I do appreciate um, you asking me about it because I want you to know it wasn't just a me thing. It's a we thing. Sanctuary is much bigger than one person. I was founding president, but... Carol Elliott, Joe Bailey, Louise Harris, Lauren Hancock, uh, Lisa Hawkins, all of these people worked together to bring public and private um, groups together. And we saw, uh, some of us were nurses, we saw that um, there were people that were dying on hospice in homes that did not have regular caregivers. They didn't have anybody to take care of them at the end of their life day by day, and they were some of them were dying alone. And so we wanted to just build a hospice home to take care of them, and we wanted to raise the money ourselves and then allow the people, anybody to come that could, but also be allowed to take Medicare, Medicaid funding if those people had it. But no one is turned away, and it took actually an act of Congress to enable us to do this because we are the first of its kind in the country uh, to do this. And we spent, well, it was the year 2000, and we opened our doors in December of 2005 as chosen as a National Medicare Hospice Demonstration Project. And since that time, we've served about 1,800 patients. And um, we have had people from all over the country to come and, and look and see what we've done. And I want to say it was what God did and our communities did, um, because when I think our communities ultimately are going to be looked at, not just for how progressive they are, but how they care for their most vulnerable patients or most vulnerable citizens.
0: And, Nancy, that's what uh, I wanted you to share that story because, and I know you could talk all day I about I could. You like,
1: have to cut me off. I, but, <laughs> but I
0: wanted to, I wanted people to understand, and and this is something where the, the private people came, private citizens came together, and yes. they did. They had to work so you could work for Medicare and Medicaid because these this is at the end of people's lives in the hospice, yes. and, and you gave them hope to, to have a final passage in, uh, uh, from this life on earth. And, and that is something that is so meaningful and it's affected so many families. And yet you, you didn't wait around and say, you know, we can't do this until Congress passes a, a bill exactly. to, to pay for everything. you got the ball running. And that's exciting to me because that tells Tea Party folks, you know, we don't have to wait around till some law is passed. We can get out and we can affect change.
1: We can. We have to think outside the box. We have to uh, work together. And we cannot be afraid of the fact that we may not, um, we may be just on the front lines. I've always been a front line worker, a nurse, a teacher. Um, and But the people on the front line are doing the hard work that matters, and you, and the people are the ones that know what is needed in our nation and in different areas. And, and we can do this. You
0: know, what you just said, the front lines, and, and we know in a Tea Party movement that you know, not everybody's going to be perfect. When you get in that front lines in the battle in, the, in what the, we could call the fog war, you know, uh, we say the Tea Party's made some mistakes. People have made mistakes. We're always going to make it, but we learn from it. And and what you just said, we don't need to be afraid to get to the front lines. And that's, we cannot. And we that's cannot what we have got to do in the po- political field.
1: Thank you for saying that, because we can't. We, the people, can still vote. We can still have a voice, and we can still what's what's needed and we've just got to rise up and not stand on the sidelines anymore
0: and in, in the bi- biblical uh, picture you paint a picture of it uh, I've, we always hear about David and Goliath but the thing that always amazes me in the, in the bi- biblical story is David you know he didn't sit there and wait on Goliath. A, he ran to Goliath. He was he ready did. for the battle. He absolutely and, did. And that's why and, I want not see that same spirit in the Tea Party movement that we can run to the battle.
1: Well, and, and the thing is, we've got to to believe that this legacy that we've been given is not something we can take for granted. We we have to do our part. And that's one of the things. I don't want to prop my feet up and retire. I want to do my part. When I look in the mirror I want and I look at my children and my grandchildren. I want to say, what part can I play? What can I do to uh, affect my state and affect my nation and make it a better place?
0: Well, see, that's exactly what I wanted you to speak, and that's one reason I wanted you on the show today. Uh, because there's people out in the audience. This this show goes around the country, of course, and there's people out there listening to you. And if a grandmother in her is sixty three can get up and say, I'm going to run for office, then there's other people who can follow your leadership and your example.
1: Well, I'm, I'm not on a walker yet, Ed. <laughs> well. don't, you, don't you let them think that I'm on a walker. Uh, but well, I, Thank but, goodness you know, you're the, not. The thing is, all of us can do something. We can pray. We can support each other. We can write letters. We can get people out to vote. It doesn't matter how physically able we are to do things, but we can do more than we think we can. And until... We draw our last breath. We have responsibilities to those people that gave their lives for our country. Mm, We have responsibilities to come alongside and us leave a legacy for our children and grandchildren and not just sit back and accept that things are going along and we can't do anything. We've got to do our part.
0: And I've had a conversation before with you about, you know, Financially, America through this recession, our backs are up against a wall financially, and that's why the the fiscal responsibility that our uh, Congress in Washington has just seemed to uh, forgotten, and hopefully they're going to remember here in two thousand eleven. But we talked about it's not the systems, it's the people. We, the exactly. people, and that creativity of sometimes when your back's up against the wall, you're going to have to be creative. You're going to have to come yes, up with some are. solutions. It's going to come from the people, and you're one of those people, and I'm glad that you're, you're not fearing to jump into the race and you're not fearing to stand up and, 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 and say what you believe in, and, and you're putting words to action, and I, I applaud you for doing that. Thank you. And, uh, for those who are listening, uh, Nancy's in a special election and uh, it will be january the 11th uh, it's a uh, election to replace uh, uh like i said previously before you came on the show that uh, uh congressman elect alan dunley and and not only Alan Nunley but around the nation there's others who uh, were elected to congress and some of them were in uh, state senate state representatives and they need to be replaced so i hope the tea party movement will get behind those because this is where we really affect change. We start at the grassroots, and we're working our way up.
1: Yes, we do. We do. And, you know, one of the things that we can do is begin to think outside the box. Remember that in our country's hardest times, uh, it's when we were the most inventive. Uh, necessity sometimes is the mother of inventions. And we they, there was more productivity and inventions um, during the 20s than any other time, Our, the entrepreneurs not only prospered but made their mark on history by beginning to think outside the box, sharing and working together. And we can do that. I, you and I talked about um, some of the things we can encourage. If children aren't reading as well as they need to, churches need to take on reading programs. It's no cost. It doesn't take anything to go to the library and get your children books or read to them. We can begin to do things ourselves, and sometimes when you have everything really easy, you sit back and prop your feet up, and you don't do as much. You don't demand as much of yourself as you do when there's a necessity, and we all need to tighten our belts and work to help each other in this downtime of our economy.
0: And that's when I think the Tea Party movement is going to get more creative, we we came together, and uh, we've been talking about on Doc Holliday's Tea Party show about where the future of the Tea Party movement is going, and I believe you just helped, helped uh, people understand that this is when we get creative and this is when we uh, work hard, and it's not a time to slack off. Uh, now, Nancy, I'm glad you're on the show. I can't believe time's moving on, but uh, <laughs> won't you tell people your website? And uh, and you're up for an election here in just uh, another week and a half, so uh, I'll give Aye. you the final word.
1: I am, and thank you so much. Um, My website is com. There are ways all of you can help, and and one of them is to tell people to vote. Uh, This is an honor and a privilege that we've been given, and we need to do this. I want to tell you that I want to serve. I want to be a beacon of hope to others. Um, All of us can go to the front and overcome odds together, and I appreciate this opportunity to stand up for my values, and and all of us together can let our faith direct our path, and and we can do this together. We can, and I thank you so much, Dr. Holliday, for allowing me to be on your show. And um, I want to talk with you and others like you to solve our problems together and to rise up together because this we are serving for the greater good. We are not. We are believing that that there can be leaders that. Have nothing to gain materially well, that want to serve, and that's what we need to do.
0: Well, Nancy, uh, it's been great to have you on the show. You've inspired others, and I'm—I I'm, know there's people listening out California, New York, Washington State, Florida. We got listeners all over, and I want them to be inspired to see that. Yes, there's people being called forth to run for office, people being called forth to help people run for office, and that's what it's going to take to get this country back on a good, stable constitutional foundation. So,
1: yes.
0: uh, Nancy, thank you so much for being on the show, and, and uh, God bless you, and good luck in the election.
1: God bless you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: And now you know why I had Nancy on the line, because she's an exciting candidate, and uh, she got an election coming up, and we hope her the best. and. And, but what I want you to do is understand where you are in your position, in your district. Uh, think about running for office if you're interested in that. If, you don't, if you're not, find those people who are well-tuned to run for office. That's what the Tea Party movement has time on our side now. We have time to look. Uh, in the last election cycle, things were going hurriedly, and that's one of the things that's casting this vision. It starts with the grassroots. And as today we talked about, uh, a candidate running in a local election. But I want you to be thinking about state. And we're going to be thinking about, yes, presidential primaries. Less than, a, well, about a year away. The Republican primaries for President 2012 is getting uh, close. So we're going to be casting a vision for that. And this Rock of Liberty speech is what I want to tell you, that we, as the Tea Party movement, have got to be not only casting the vision, getting more people involved. We can't let things slow down. And what have I told you? You look back and what we've interviewed over the past few weeks. Uh, we've got people from the arts. We've got politicians. We've got people uh, like the Tea Party Review to start a new magazine, giving a place for people in the Tea Party movement to come together and hash out ideas and, and bring some boldness and bring some... Uh, a place to to explore and think out of the box and that's what the tea Party review magazine is it's to inspire the grassroots and if you haven't bought a subscription yet punch on the banner on my doc holiday uh, uh website right there it's right there where you click click on the banner and find out about it uh, uh, the cost is 34 35 dollars a subscription is uh, a great thing that's going to help push this Tea Party movement. So get involved with that. Find out about it. If you need to make some money on your own or for some for your Tea Party uh, group, it's a great way to do it. Uh, find out more about it. Just click on the banner, or you can check it on my website at www.teaparty.ms that uh, has a banner telling you about the Tea Party review. But these are the things. As a cast division, we work together. To not slow down, to keep people's feet uh, to the fire. And, and it's in Congress now, but we gotta be thinking to 2011, 2012. The election will go on. We had one step in November 2nd, 2010. We gotta follow through. We're be talking about uh, when we get to presidential candidates, we gotta find somebody that will excite the electorate, the uh, citizens across America to, to uh, get involved, and they've got, we need somebody with long coattails, so we got to find a winner and somebody with long coattails, somebody has got that uh, charismatic voice, but not only that, the credentials to know that we've got a solid conservative that's not afraid to stand strong with a backbone. And because of you and the Tea Party movement, I believe that call is going to bring up some people. We're going to see some clashing and some meshing and some boldness and some some things that will be exciting in the presidential political race. And we may see somebody that nobody's even thought of get involved. But it's important that we have people that will be running that are running the primaries and we'll see some clashing of ideas and that's fine we need to see somebody that we know will get together and get the people excited not only the tea party movement to spill over in america and get this movement growing so that we can affect the future of our children and grandchildren and that's what we're doing at doc holidays tea party i'm glad you're a part of it i'm glad you're here with us we're going to be back next week continuing to cast the vision so god bless you happy new year thanks for joining us today and remember to listen again next week for another edition of doc holiday's tea party you can order ed's book walk with me a patriot's guide from the boston tea party to today's tea party revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen thanks for listening and we'll see you next week